Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven runs on Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Coastal Carolina was robbed in the playoff rankings. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. a fan of the worst 11-1 team in NFL history. And with me, as always is AJ, thank God we don't have to play the Ohio State Marchese. Uh, no comment, Rob. That's all I got to say. Pretty sick that they're going to extend Harbaugh. Congrats to everybody S- in Ann Arbor. Saving money, baby. <laughs> Today, we're talking all the NFL rookies who caught our eye for good or bad we- reasons in week 13. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. That's a song. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Just one declaration from our last show, uh, since our last show. Uh, North Carolina State defensive tackle Lee McNeil. This one's a... I think a pretty good one. Um, he was, I think, pretty clearly one of the best interior defensive linemen, eligible interior defensive linemen this college football season. Uh, top 100 type guy. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, <laughs> we keep saying it, but the IDL group is not good. So uh, Lee McNeil has as good a shot as anyone to uh, to be, like you said, he's already a top 100 guy and potential riser. Yeah, if, if you're looking for a, a kind of – a guy who can play one tack, three mm-hmm. tack, nose, and be a, just a kind of a run plug. Yep. With a little bit of athleticism to add some pass rush, I, I think that's a guy you look at. Very much so, Rob. He's like the previous NC State defensive tackles. 
<laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I always like them, though. Justin Jones deserves yeah. more yeah. game time. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. Ben, bench Jerry Tillery, says AJ. <laughs> yep, that's, I hate Jerry. No, everyone knows I love Jerry Tillery. Okay, and we had a handful of Senior Bowl acceptances. Uh, starting with the offense, Virginia Tech running back Khalil Herbert, Tennessee wide receiver and Canadian Josh Palmer, Clemson wide receiver Amari Rogers, and Ohio State offensive lineman Thayer Munford. Who are you most excited about? I am, well, I mean, personally, it's Josh Palmer. <laughs> but that's because of the hometown connection. And I, I do think he still has a chance to be a, a riser through the process. Um, I, we talked to him on the last episode, or I did, that he's kind of fallen off uh, the second half of the season, but the first half of the season was really impressive for him. And uh, I think he can – like, that's that's really big for Josh Palmer. And if the Super Bowl happens, I mm-hmm. do think he could help himself a lot. Yeah, poor quarterback play with the Vols didn't really give him we, – we, we early in the season we talked about him. I forget mm-hmm. which game it was, but he was making big downfield plays. Um, interesting field stretcher with body control and, and uh, strong hands. It'll be interesting to see how he handles uh, some of the top corners in the country. For sure. Uh, who is Who excites you the most, Rob? I'm kind of excited to get my eyes on Khalil Herbert because to me he he's um, one of the day three type backs who might be able to plug in and kind mm-hmm. of contribute right away. Uh, obviously transferred from Kansas to Virginia Tech and has been one of the best backs in college football this season. Behind one of the best offensive lines. Uh, I, I think a, a well-put-together back who's shown pretty solid burst to go with nice short area quickness. I, I liked him at Kansas. Yeah. Obviously, he was kind of split in time with Puka. Um, and he goes to the Hokies, and he's been kind of the engine for that offense this year. And uh, I, I want to see... Um, I guess specifically, I want to see how he how he looks catching the ball, because uh, I think that that being able to, he hasn't caught a ton of passes in his college career, and I think being able to prove he can play on passing downs would be huge for his draft stock. No, that's a good point for sure. I mean, he he has a lot of fans out there. Um, I I do think like he's definitely a day three target guy, and um, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's some buzz for him to be a little little more than just a a fourth round guy. Hey. We talked about the running back class. It drops yeah. off substantially after the. It's like the top two, another two or three or maybe four guys, and then a huge mm-hmm. massive drop off. Yeah, for sure. Like I wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if we only see five backs go in the top one hundred, or t- between day one and day two in general. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, it could it could be even less. I mean, there's two guaranteed, and yeah, I know five is probably a good number to be honest. Uh, okay, moving to the Senior Bowl defensive acceptances. Uh, Georgia linebacker Monty Rice, South Alabama linebacker Riley Cole, Virginia Tech safety Devonta Diablo, and Florida State safety Hamza Nasir-Dean. This is a good group. I mean, Hamza Nasir-Dean's got to be the, the, the highlight of this group, though. Um, we, we didn't see him this year, but, like, uh, it's going to be really interesting to get on the field in Mobile and um, – I think that's he's going to be like one of the most exciting guys. I think to get your eyes on in the whole in the whole show. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, twenty nineteen, he looked like a potential first round type of player. Yeah. Decides to go back uh, after the injury and just ends up only playing one game this year. So we never really get eyes on him. But six four two twenty, 
explosive as can be, can get downhill in a hurry. Uh, I, I want to see how he looks moving in coverage. I want to see him one-on-ones. I want to see how healthy he looks, yeah. if that same athleticism is still there after the injuries. Um, hell, we could see him working at linebacker too, right? You, you never know. No, for sure. Um, no, And uh, Monty Rice, I think he can be a quiet riser too. I mean, he's had a really good year, and um, leadership qualities, I think. like He's a guy that would go in and have a nice week at the Senior Bowl too. I'm pretty excited about uh, Devon Diablo mm-hmm. just because he's massive. Yeah. Much like Nasir Dean. They're both huge for safeties. But, uh, yeah, 6'3", 220. Every time I've watched Virginia Tech this year, he stood out to me. Yeah. Um, partially because he's massive, but also because he throws his body around. Uh, former receiver as well. Um, the safety class really, really interests me. I know outside of – we talked about it on the last show. Outside of Trevon Morig, there's no – maybe even definite top 40 selection. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a lot of really interesting guys who, who bring different styles, and, and Diablo's one of them. And I think he could be a riser at that size if he ends up looking really good in coverage and testing well. And you already got the uh, Cam Chancellor pro comp on him, right? Yeah, didn't Chancellor wear 17 as well? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all the pieces, baby. Sick name too, Diablo yeah. Chancellor. Those are great last names. Exactly. Like it's 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 gonna be impossible for me not to uh, fall in love with them. Too, if I'm being completely honest. I know, AJ. You're predictable. I know. No one's surprised. I know. Oh, okay. Let's jump into the Week 13 rookies. Even though we'd rather talk about college football because college football is better than the NFL. Uh, yeah, agree, AJ? No, I don't agree. But hey, that's that's not the discussion right now, Rob. Um. I watched all three of these quarterbacks. <laughs> you got blessed um, this week. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Let's start with Tua. Um, kind of a slow start just for the Dolphins in general against the Bengals. Um, some drop passes, some misplaced throws, some missed pass interference calls. His, he, he had an early ball to Mike Gusecki that I thought was off, or defensive pass interference, but wasn't called. But uh, got into a rhythm as the game went on. And his offensive line, once again, didn't look terrific. I'll talk about Austin Jackson in a bit. Um, but he didn't really let it phase him. Obviously, it's been a kind of up and down the last couple of weeks for him with the injuries and the benching yeah. and uh, poor play. <clears throat> but I-, I thought this was a really promising game. I know it's the Bengals. The one the one throw I think everybody on Twitter is talking about was the, the freaking downfield dime to Jakeem Grant that was dropped. Mm-hmm. That throw was so impressive. Um, overall, I, I, I think it was an above-average game for a rookie. I would give it uh, – I mean, you got the win too, but I, I, I would give it a, at least a B. Um, really, my main takeaway was they need to get him help. Outside of – Devonte Parker and Gisecki to some extent. Gisecki looked yeah. great on his touchdown grab. Yeah, uh, like Gisecki's just got to get more consistent because they're, they're he'll have games where he looks like he can be a star tight end, and then he'll have games where terrible. He just yeah. yeah, it's weird. And he, anyway, he's good enough, I guess. Uh, they're going to need to use some. They got two first round picks, two second round picks. They need to take at least one receiver in those four picks. You would hope with their first pick, if they could get a Devonta Smith to compliment Devonta mm-hmm. Parker, I think that'd be a slam dunk. Um, a running back would be nice too. I mean, Miles Gaskin. I know we respect Miles Gaskin's hustle, but 
maybe maybe not a starting quality NFL back. Uh, like they they're getting Lynn Bowden involved. That's uh, how how down they are on, <laughs> on pieces. Um, all all the while, like the offensive line didn't look terrific. Um, you just gotta keep investing. The defense plays awesome under Brian Flores, and they've invested a ton, uh, really on each level. Um, I know they they would still like to add. Uh, I think a safety and a disruptive player in the front seven, but uh, the the focus must be on getting pieces for Tua. I think at this point, um, friend of the show Matt McCune is kind of he 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 to me said he thinks like taking Travis. He's not gonna pound the table for taking a running back in the first round, but said that adding a Travis Etienne could be so helpful to Tua that you, you might just have to do it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of offense, or at least it should be a lot of offense early in the draft. And then Flores and, and company can come back and find their guys in the, in the back after the defense, for the defense. Um, you know what's awesome about all of this, though, is that we're probably going to get to see Tua start at least one playoff game. Hopefully. Yeah, good point. I'm, I'm excited. Brian Flores has done a fantastic job. He's clearly the guy for that yes. job. The defense plays hard as hell. I really enjoyed watching their defense in this game. Um, and, and for the most part, a lot of rookies who are contributing are doing a good job. So, yeah, no, uh, There's for, so for much sure. promise coming out of this. That they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have um, four picks in the first two rounds. They, they've got their young franchise QB and a ton of rookie contributors. They made good moves in free agency. Um, all of a sudden, the Dolphins look like... Uh, the franchise to back for the next couple of years as long as Tua keeps uh, keeps this up and they can get some weapons around him. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <sighs> Flores, coach of the year, Rob? Uh, I, 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 I think it's going to be Kevin Stefanski, probably. Okay. Who, who would you vote for, Stefanski, though? I, I'd vote for Mike Tomlin. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Coach T, baby. I think, won it last year. I think I agree with you that Stefanski has it as of right now, but I think my vote would be for Brian, uh, for Brian Flores. Um, fine. <laughs> Just trying to win the Miami fans over. Um, okay, Justin Herbert, not a great game. No. His worst game, which I think we've said in previous shows, Justin Herbert might lose the offensive rookie of the year race. That's how bad he played. Um, two picks... His his yards per attempt was three point nine. Belichick ate him alive with that Patriots defense. The way they attacked him, he was I don't think he ever had a clean pocket. Um, never could get in a rhythm. And, and we've talked about how he's been able to stand strong and and not stare at the rush and make big plays downfield. They were after him so much he like he couldn't get into a, a rhythm of even doing that. Uh, they weren't hitting their deep shots that they have been when he's at his best. Uh, he started forcing throws and you end up with the interceptions and he really looked like a rookie this was i think he was he was probably uh the worst rookie to have substantial playing time this week (laughs) yeah i think that is uh fair rob um is this the nail in the coffin for anthony lynn i i think it should be i don't know how you bring him back at this point um, we, we, I mean, we went through all the different cool options they could go with last uh, NFL show, and uh, you need to bring someone in who can help Justin Herbert, and, and you need to address the offensive line issues, problem mm-hmm. being if the Bengals pick ahead of them, they can't get Penesu well, 
then uh, is there another offensive lineman worth that high pick in the top five? Probably not. Um, but yeah. they need to build that offensive line because yeah. he's got the he's got the weapons. The running backs are mad, but part of that's the offensive line. They need I don't know just hire Arthur Smith and somehow draft Najee Harris and offensive lineman. But uh, yeah, there's too many interesting, fun options at off um, offensive coordinator that they could hire as head coach to to bring back Anthony Lynn, who every week just looks out, like he's getting out coached. Yeah, no, for sure, and I mean. Um... From a draft perspective, the the Chargers kind of seem like that first big uh, trade back eye spot right now. Uh, what f- four and a half months out? You know what I mean? Because they could definitely be that be in that position to to be one of the one of the trade back spots for a team trying to come up to grab a, a quarterback, right? Yeah, they're picking. I think if the draft were today, they'd be Six? picking five. Five, okay. Yeah, and um, like I, I I tweeted out a mock today, and I had them going corner. And as much as that's a need, and there's some definite elite corners in this class, you'd feel a lot better about probably trading back and acquiring more yeah. capital and drafting a, a Rashawn Slater or Christian Darrisaw to help that offensive line. I didn't know you tweeted a mock today. I'll, I'll read it right now, Rob. I think I do every Wednesday. Pretty cool. Oh, my God. Thanks, this, uh, is, this is so bad. This is really <laughs> I don't care. Uh, finally, we had Jalen Hurts enter the game for the Eagles, yeah. and he will be starting in Week 14. Thank God, Carson Wentz sucks, and I don't like him as a person. Uh, and Jalen Hurts is cool, so hell yeah! And he he came in, he sparked that offense right away. Um, mm-hmm. Hit a big ball to J- Jalen Rager. Um, looked pretty competent. Uh, they got the punt return touchdown from Rager too, and for a second there, it felt like Hurts might make something happen. Yeah. Um, ended up throwing an interception that was. Like wasn't awful, but wasn't great. Um, he d- he he never really got. I felt never really got into a rhythm. It's hard to kill him for that because you threw him into a game yep. against one of the best teams in the NFC. I can't wait to see how he looks against the Saints this week. It's hard to judge this. But he threw twelve passes. Um, it's hard. It's hard to like make a statement on a guy given the circumstances there, but I think it was the right move. You have to find out what he is. They pick six right now if the draft are today. And honestly, they need to find out whether they should be using that pick on a quarterback. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I mean, uh, like it's a bad matchup for Hertz or a tough matchup, at least going uh, playing the Saints. But at least he gets the full week of knowing he's the starter and, you know, Peterson can walk him through everything and probably, uh, you know, just have more of a comfortable uh, game plan for him, right? Like you said, he got just tossed into this game and looked impressive, at least, like definitely a spark. And um, I I do have hopes for Hurts this week against New Orleans, but I think even if he if it's like a, a, another – or not another, but even if he's just looking kind of eh, I, I don't think you uh, you write him off. But definitely you need to see what you got in him for uh, – potentially being on the on the board when a quarterback's there in april and you could be more creative with the offense going into this game hopefully um using all like using his legs more getting jalen rager involved in more creative ways because god knows their their playmakers are not great they have not done a good job using miles sanders i mean i don't know if doug peterson's gonna be back next year but i think the worst case scenario is they fire doug peterson and hire someone that they think can fix Carson once, and then you're just digging yourself deeper into the grave. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, right right now, I don't, I wouldn't bring back Doug Peterson, but that's a tough, it's a tough decision. 
That's uh, I mean, would you bring back Harry Roseman? It's uh, that's that's an even tougher decision, I think. I would, I I would a thousand percent bring back Harry Roseman. I wouldn't say a thousand percent, but I lean I lean towards bringing him back. Yeah, sorry. If he understands, we're not fixing Carson Wentz. Uh, the the car the Carson Wentz conundrum is gonna be uh, interesting, very interesting, and it's gonna last a while. He's just not accurate. Yeah, his timing's off. He like, just I, he's I don't think you you can't fix what. Yeah, you can't fix whatever he is. He's just gonna go start for the Bears now. Just let it happen. I I, I totally agree that I don't think he'll ever find his footing again in Philadelphia. No, the city of brotherly love. Wow, I've never heard of that before. Uh, that's uh, that's a Rob fact. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm excited for Hertz next week, though. That's 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 all I'll add there, Rob. Yeah, I'm gonna draft that game so you don't get to watch it. I'm all right, you. AJ, who's your offensive rookie? <laughs> it's during the Seahawks game. Who's your Five. offensive rookie of the week? Too many four o'clocks again this week. Um, I, think I know there's six. It's the worst. I hate it. I know. I think I know everyone loves it on Twitter, but as someone who's a fan of a team that plays on the West Coast, uh, I hate it. Anyways, it's too chaotic. I need I need my chaos during the one p.m. window. Yeah, and then like four games during the 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 four p.m. window, so I can kind of relax and really take those ones in. I 100% agree with you, but we are apparently in the minority, so. Uh, my rookie of the week, I, I didn't have a, a real standout, but you know who I gave it to? Brandon Ayuk, because he's playing at home in Arizona and he made it all come together, baby. <laughs> I know they, I know That's they lost. Pick. Yeah, I know they lost, but I, th- I thought he was like a, f- a really flashy performance. Almost 100 yards receiving at 95, a touchdown, five catches. I thought he looked really good. I mean, Debo yeah, the Sam- one drop. Yeah, yeah, the one drop, and and like. Debo Samuel was amazing last week and then had an off game this week, and Ayuk definitely stepped up. And A lot of it was kind of garbage time, but I don't care. I I'm, I don't know why. I found it, I found so much joy in seeing Brandon Ayuk playing a home game in Arizona. He No, he, he looks explosive as hell. Yeah. Nick Bones is the third fastest quarterback or something. to, Or he has the third most passing yards in their first 13 career starts ever. That's so weird. Um, so that's interesting. Behind Mahomes and Andrew Luck. That's fucking so, uh, weird. Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame quarterback and a would have been Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, and, and Nick Mullins. Um, <laughs> God, I wonder what they're going to do with quarterback in in uh, San Francisco. That's a good question. Um, but but Ayuk has been, I think, it, as advertised uh, through through the first yeah. thirteen weeks of his NFL career. For sure. I mean, it helps. It helps when like the 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 other thing is that that team has not been healthy. No. Nope. Um, when when George Kittle and and Debo Samuel are both healthy, and Ayuk's the third guy you're watching. Like Ayuk's gonna have so many opportunities to eat on on, uh, on lesser DBs in the, in those circumstances, and um, he's such a perfect fit for the Kyle Shanahan offense because mm-hmm. he can do those similar things to Debo Samuel. Maybe not as well. But he's also he he's got more I think afterburners than yeah. uh, Debo Samuel for sure to be more of a deep threat as well. So uh, I'm uh, like if they can figure the quarterback situation, like God, that's gonna be a fun team. Yeah, it, it really it's like if they can find a way to uh, wash their hands of Jimmy G. I think is the move right now. And then like imagine all those pieces around um, 
a rookie quarterback or a uh, first contract quarterback that's uh, that's thriving. Mac that, Jones, Kyle Trask, <laughs> who are you taking? I don't think so, but, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just uh, talking hypothetically, and it's it's really just uh, figure out the quarterback position and like one or two spots off the line away from from being a Super Bowl contender again. Caden Slovis next year. There you go, baby. Keep him in state. Well, not right now, but ne- next year, hopefully. No, no, no. Spencer Rather, he's from Arizona. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going with the guy you would have gone with if you had the Vikings-Jags game. Justin Jefferson. It's This is, like, the, I think this is the week he has kind of overtaken Justin Herbert, potentially, for offensive rookie mm-hmm. of the year. Um. If the quarterback position wasn't so important, I think you could firmly say that maybe. Um, nine for 121 in a touchdown against the Jags. The Vikings were off to a slow start, and yeah. then it was uh, – they obviously came back and won overtime. If Kirk Cousins was a little more accurate, I think Justin Jefferson would have had another touchdown and probably 160 yards. He, he missed him on a deep ball in the back um, – I want to say 40-yard deep ball – back right corner of the end zone uh, that J- Jefferson had like two and a half steps on Luke Barku, who I will get to. Um, no, poor guy. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, AJ. Uh, but it, it was the same thing. It, it, it's basically, he, he can kill you. This is why he's so fucking good already and shaping up to be a top 10 receiver in the league is on that deep ball where Cousins missed him, he he beat him on a um, a stutter and go. Oh, also the they he drew an offensive pass interference on the call. Sorry, Barku, um, or a defense pass interference. Save save it for later. Uh, Fuck. He but yeah. So he be, he beats him, but with a, a stutter go on the vertical route. He beats him uh, later on his touchdown grab. It's one of the nicest routes you will ever see. I think Brad yeah. um, Brad, Brad uh, Kelly on Twitter pointed out like it is ridiculous how loose his hips are mm-hmm. there's a on the route if you slow it down you can like his feet are pointing one way and his his whole upper body is pointing the other way and, and it's how he loses people it's the little things like that where when you're running a route that you don't necessarily think about in, in real time but when you break it down it's like the 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 db's reading one thing and half your body's doing the other thing and <laughs> bam gone touchdown um also when they played him played off coverage on him he, he would just, the, the, like, Kirk, it was just layups. And so the, they're playing the off coverage because they're protecting the deep ball, and it's like a third and seven, and he just runs runs a little slant and first down. And yeah. It's just those one after another. And he, he, he looks like he's going to be a, a an NFL All-Pro. I think you could justify voting him to the All-Pro team this year, to be honest. Um, and if the season ended right now, he has been a better rookie than Justin Herbert if you take position value out of it. I agree. I agree. Um, what's the hole in Jefferson's game? Like, if you had to poke one, because I, I don't, I can't find one right now. He's already looks like one of the best route runners in the league. He's yep. proven he can beat you deep with speed, which was yep. obviously the question coming out of LSU. He plays all over the formations. Like he can beat you out of the slot. He can beat you at, Z, at X or at Z. He, like he lines up everywhere. Um, haven't seen drops. Like, yeah, that that's the other thing. Like, it's not like he has bad hands, and and it's not like he's small. It's not like he gets bullied the line. Like he's not DK Metcalf, but he's he's six one, two hundred pounds, and, mm-hmm. and beats press coverage because he's got a nasty ass release repertoire. 
Yep. I, I mean, I think we were both massive fans of Justin Jefferson going into uh, the draft. Uh, I don't think either of us expected this type of performance as a rookie, though. No, no. I was in retrospect, first round grade was too low. Should have been top ten grade. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, I think I think we both had him in our top twenty, if I remember correctly. And yeah, uh, we were too low, which is kind of fucking insane. Yeah, he is perfect. Uh, He's been quickly becoming like I love watching wide receivers, and he is. Entering that zone of the Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, yeah. favorite player in the league type of watch for me. Uh, okay, who's your defensive rookie of the week? Uh, you know what I gave it to? I gave it to Patrick Queen, who who had the, the, the deflection interception, which wasn't an amazing play, it was a, but it was a good play. And I, you know what I, I appreciate from it? It wasn't a monster game at all, but I thought it was just like a nice, a bit of a bounce back for him, first of all. And just a nice, like, he looked better against the run. He just looked a little more comfortable out there. Um, when he was making tackles, I think he got credit with five. They felt like big tackles and not just helping out, like real defensive stops. Uh, again, not the flashiest performance, but I thought it was a nice, uh, a nice quiet game with the interception on top. I will be giving mine to Chase Young, who helped shut down the Steelers' run game to the point where they just gave up running the ball. Yeah, uh, his biggest play came on a fourth and goal when they they ran to Benny Snell, awesome. and he came backside flying down the line. Blew by Eric Ebron, who just whiffed on the block and, and made the stop. Um, his run defending was the thing that I think stood out the most in this game, but he was also applying pressure. He, he got a clean shot on Big Ben. Yep. Um, again, we talked about it. We talked about it last week. When you watch him, he is playing like the second overall pick. It's not necessarily showing up in the stats, and that's why you have to watch the games with Chase, like well with anybody. Because um, I think like he is. It's him and Jeremy Chin for defensive rookie of the year, probably. Probably, yeah. Unless I'm forgetting somebody, I don't. I don't know if I'm forgetting anyone, but like those to me have been the most impactful defensive rookies. Like that Washington defense was fierce against Pittsburgh. Um, it's really fun too, and I, I think we we even said this last week. They're a quarterback away from like potentially being the best team in the, in, in the NFC uh, East. Yeah, no, I mean... God knows, like... Well, I mean, the Giants beat the Seahawks, so who knows. But uh, the NFC East sucks, and if they can get a playmaking quarterback, like, with that defense, with Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson when he's healthy, obviously yeah. he got uh, banged up in this one with turf toe, but they're doing good things in Washington. Uh, Chase Young was my second guy, and I kind of went that way because I figured you're going to have him. I, I put him for primetime star. Yeah. And I kind of just debated between him and Queen. Um, and like like you said, it, it wasn't a big statistical game. I think he only had two tackles and the quarterback hit. Uh, but <laughs> dominating the run game. And, again, if you watch him, he's winning pass reps all day long. It's just Ben Roethlisberger gets the ball out super fast. And he just wasn't getting it <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, like that really. Like, you think he's had the he's the fastest um, from snap to pass in the, in the league this it, year? It, 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 he... He, he like the whole passing game is based on the balls out of his hands in like two seconds. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I think it's like two point two five or something like that. No, literally. So it's just it, 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 good. It's not. It's not like it, it, it's a bad offensive line either. When healthy, no. it's one of the best offensive lines in the league for sure. And I mean, right now it's still playing really well. Um, it, it's just the the uh, the Washington front is really damn good, and uh, Chase Young yeah. is a big reason for that. Mo- Shout out to Montez Sweat too, who has. Oh yeah. I don't even know if it's quiet at this point. He's just been really good in year two. 
I think he's been overlooked a bit because he's, he's got like seven sacks or something like that. Um, definitely not getting enough appreciation like, that he should be. Like, Young and him and Jerome Payne and John Allen, that's an insane four-man front considering yeah. they're all with, it, like, I think, what, John Allen's the oldest heading in. It, he's in year three. He's like 25 or something. Is that wrong? Or year four. Whatever it is. Oh, like, that's insane. For that's sure, insane. I, for sure, and I mean, just keep adding to the defense behind them. It's gonna, it's gonna be scary. Uh, okay, who's your worst rookie? <laughs> I think, I think you went uh, a Barku, uh, Justin Jefferson stack in this in this episode. Uh, I'm doing the same thing, but with Lamar Jackson and uh, Henry Ruggs later on. Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, my worst <laughs> rookie, and like he was just like okay, uh, it was a bad game overall, but like the first Waller touchdown, he just like. I don't know. We got lost in coverage. He was right there on Waller, and then Waller broke, and it's like he, he just didn't know he did. Um, on top of that, his tackling was poor like all day. It was it was he was giving up receptions all day, and then I don't know what he actually got credited with with yardage, but it was it was bad. Um, and then of course the rugs game winner touchdown, which yes, terrible call by uh <laughs> by by the 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 late Greg Williams but i mean Jackson bit on that move so goddamn hard and then obviously had no shot to catch up against Henry Ruggs he runs a 427 um so yeah terrible call but uh, Jackson's got to be a little more um aware in the situation <laughs> like i don't know the jets suck but uh, it's kind of fun that they got all these young dbs playing and i mean Bry- Bryce Hall was up and down but i i think he's a good tackler and was making a couple plays Ashton Davis has some flashes. Javelin Guidry uh, forced the, the fumble on Rugs, and then it's like up and down. But at least they're entertaining now because they're all rookies. Yeah, no, it makes it more fun to watch for sure. <laughs> and I mean, uh, Jackson's the like the only one where I don't think he uh, is ever going to be anything. That's really mean, but yeah. Yeah, Luke Barku, similar game to Lamar Jackson, but maybe even worse. Um, I, think, I think it was, yeah. Un- throwing an undrafted rookie on the offensive rookie of the year isn't isn't great. I respect. Uh, he just didn't have been, like he's just not athletic enough to cover Justin Jefferson. He got toasted on the deep ball that uh, ended up being pass interference. Um, he got like obliterated on the touchdown. He um, like the amount of false steps he takes on top of not being a great <laughs> athlete. Is terrible, um, yeah. I don't. I like it's 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 hard to kill him because he's not undrafted rookie. But uh, yeah, he it was Poor an ugly game. It was. It was. And uh, you mentioned you 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 mentioned Chase Young was your primetime star. I did indeed, Rob. Who was yours? Uh, I'll I'll stick. Uh, you already said Ayuk, and and so I'll stick at Ohio State. J.K. Dobbins, not a massive game, seventy one and a score against the Cowboys, but looked super explosive. Mm-hmm. Provided the kind of a, a big spark to that run game. Um, it looked like the Baltimore Ravens that we expected before the season. For sure. And um, I, I think he, like, obviously it, he isn't the true lead back this year. They love using multiple backs. But maybe next year they they just give him, him kind of the keys to the backfield. and Because uh, every time he touches the ball, he does something special. I, dude, okay, so I put Dobbins for it looks like a hit. And literally, I wrote that is every time he touches the ball, he is so much fun. Um, it's and it's been like that all year, and it's like we're just waiting for him to get more and more touches. And 
I mean, the Cowboys defense got absolutely fucking rolled over, and like Gus Edwards looked like a Pro Bowl back, but still, Dobbins looked amazing. Like you said, explosive, and every time he touched the ball, it was special. He, uh, like, he just doesn't get that many touches. No. Um, but yeah, every time he does, he, he tends to make something special happen. Uh, those Cowboy linebackers look terrible against yeah. him. I don't, I would, I would not feel good that they paid Jalen Smith. Um, and Leighton Vander Esch doesn't look like the guy he looked like as a rookie. But, uh, yeah, Dobbins is a explosive bowling ball. Um, <laughs> okay, who's your, who's, your, who's your underwhelming performance? I'll give you two, both from the same game. And this one, this one's hotter, and, and the next one is a little less hot. But uh, I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs because, yeah, he had the amazing touchdown to win the game, and he's all over Twitter and everything. But to actually watch the full game, he had a terrible drop in the first quarter that ended up being an interception. Okay, so he had that. And then, then he had the fumble in the fourth quarter, which should have cost them the game. Like, And it was Gidry that, that forced the fumble, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, and, and, I mean, yeah, he, he made up for it. But it was still just one route that, I mean, cl- clearly a terrible job by Greg Williams. And Lamar Jackson blew the coverage. Yeah, he looks fast. But I still, like, this is more like he's getting overrated for the performance. Um, you know, I, they were using him in jet motion a lot, which I appreciate. Um, and sometimes had him run a route out of it, which, again, I appreciate. But sometimes he just, like, stood in the flat, which I didn't really understand. And it wasn't like there was backside, like, you know, a boot or anything creative. It was just, like, a regular passing play. And <laughs> he just stands there, and it's it's kind of, it's kind of I don't know, just simple. And there's no real design to the play. So, I don't know. Maybe there's just more and more wrinkles they're adding for, for Henry Ruggs. Um, definitely this is building on something, though. It, it, and then they just got to keep adding there. And I think um, – they clearly have something, Henry Ruggs, and we all know that. But um, just gotta, just gotta be more consistent. So underwhelming, but you still have hope there. Absolutely, of course, of course, Rob. I mean, I'm not gonna not have hope, but it, it, it was just such a funny performance with the with one of the highlight plays of the weekend, and then two really bad, well, one really really bad low light, and another shitty low light. Um, I will tell you i didn't think jalen johnson looked very good against the lions um underwhelmed because he set the bar so high early in the season and we've we've talked about kind of a little bit of a drop off in play from him since then the bears defense in general uh but yeah he he kind of he he struggled uh against the lions double moves got him added another pass breakup but ultimately i would say it was uh like they uh, well mitch trubisky Losing that game was pretty comical, but um, the the fact that they ended up losing this game because they were in control for like three yeah. and a half quarters and they just completely collapsed. Uh, but yeah, J- Jalen Johnson. Um, I th- I think it's just part of they need to fire everybody and kind of reset. But yeah. underwhelmed. Uh, I'll I'll add my second one. Um, not as ugly, but I put Mackay Becton, who obviously has been amazing all year, and um, I, I you about- you. Have surprisingly been down on him. I want to say at least half the shows you have him in a negative category. Last week I had him look like a miss as a positive, like a miss it for for me. So I don't know. I, I no, I know. I'm just I'm just saying. You're the uh, most I critical just, person of Bunkai Becton. And I think I think that's why I do talk about him is because everyone like rightfully uh, applauds him all the time. So I think when you get someone like that, it's fun to find flaws. And I think that's what you do when you're uh, when you like football. I don't know. 
anyways, <laughs> all day in the run, he was really solid as per usual. But he gave up two strip sacks. So, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm picking and choosing. He gave up two strip sacks. Like, one was Clellan Farrell, who – how many people still know he's in the league? I'm kidding. But just beat him, like, really easy. And it was, like, a little bit of a hand and not even really. It was, like, a little patty cakey. And then just a band around him and got there and uh, just got the strip sack on, on uh, Sammy Darnold. And then the second one was even – was weirder like it was a stunt right and then he just passed this guy off to the interior and then the other guy came you know what a stunt is he came around and it was like it's like Beckton wasn't ready for it, it, it like he was off balance and he just kind of like got knocked quick and then he, he beat him and got to Darnold so like these two were kind of funky and this was a down game for for Mackay Beckton but again it's not like I have any doubts that he's not going to be a goddamn franchise left tackle Colin Farrell's t- first two sacks of the season Stud, baby. What a bad pick. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'll stick on for, with a first-round offensive tackle for underwhelming. Austin Jackson against the Bengals, and I think part of it was because I thought Andrew Thomas looked so solid against him the week before. Yeah. And uh, Austin Jackson struggled so much more than Andrew Thomas. Um, since Austin Jackson's come back from his injury, I think he, he's been very – not great. Yeah. No, After having a kind of a surprising, surprisingly solid start to his rookie year, um, whereas Andrew Thomas has really rebounded the last couple of weeks I, that I've watched him. Yes. Um, no, he was good this week again. I didn't put him anywhere, but uh, yeah. No, he keeps getting better. Like <laughs> Mark Colombo was the problem, baby. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Austin Jackson is. It's starting to kind of. I mean, it's hard to kill a guy, uh, but he he he's a big part of Tua getting killed. Right no, I, I agree. I, um, I had him here what t- two weeks ago or something, and uh, it was it was really impressive early in the season for a guy that I thought would I think we both thought would take a long time to come on in the NFL, got thrown in there and he looked really good early in the year, and now it's just maybe he hit the wall and he's he's looking more and more like he looked like on on tape where he just not, might not be quite ready to be there, but he's he's doing it so um, that's still that's still good for him. All right, who looks like a hit? I told you I put I put J.K. Dobbins and I mean we we already talked oh, about that. Right, right, right. uh, who, who do you got? Well, guess what, AJ? We don't get Michigan Ohio State this week, but you got an Ohio State for a hit. So how about a Michigan? Josh Uche. Oh, really? How do you, how do you look? He looked fucking awesome. I think yes. he was one of the five best rookies this week oh, that fuck, I that's saw awesome. at least. Yeah, no, he um, big part of the reason. Herbert couldn't get comfortable in the pocket was because the pass rush um, provided by Michigan men, Josh Uche and Chase Winovich. <laughs> the uh, but yeah. they, they use Uche, they, yeah, they use Uche in a cool way. It's not just sticking his hand in the dirt. They're like bringing him from, like lining him up off ball, kind of bringing him on delayed blitzes. Uh, his hands were super active. Uh, he ended up with three QB hits. I don't Ooh. think he actually got any actual stat. But uh, yeah, he he was the combination of his hands plus obviously we know about how, how uh, athletic he is and, and how much flexibility he has mm-hmm. as a pass rusher. It just all came together against that bad Chargers offensive line. He looked terrific, and I think that that this game and I don't think I mentioned it last week, but he looked pretty good when he was in last week. I think it, it's gonna really really uh, like down the stretch here. I think he's gonna be playing a ton. Oh, okay. So I just Googled... trying to make a playoff push. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, if you remember two weeks ago, I believe I wanted, I, I was kind of rallying for him to get more time because he, he did flash a couple, uh, quite a bit when he was in there, and uh, he got his highest playing time. It was thirty six snaps, but 
Uh, the Patriots D wasn't on the field that much. That was sixty percent of the game. So. <laughs> Yeah, like he 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 he's such a good fit for their hybrid front, right? Yeah. Like he 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 can be a Jamie Collins, Kyle Van Noy type linebacker if you want. Um, but he can also just be a true pass rusher. But they were using him more as just like that that off ball backer who you bring a lot, and it it worked really really well. And I think he was terrific. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, who looks like a miss? You said somebody already, didn't you? No, no, I got I got one uh, not out of left field, but a guy who didn't play this week. But that might be because he's the biggest bust of this draft. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, who we haven't talked about. I mean, because he hasn't played. He went 29th overall. Just to refresh you, because you might have not heard his name in a long time. Uh, I had him 77th on my board. And so I, when it happened, I thought it was too early, but I thought he fit the Titans. And then, mm-hmm. what, right before the season, the DUI happened. And then, so he... <laughs> There was that, and then he came back, and he hasn't. I think I don't know. He's played like four snaps or something like that, and then he's been. He got suspended yeah. this week for violating team rules, and now they put him on the NFI list, saying he's dealing with personal issues. And this all comes in a year where the Titans have had multiple injuries at tackle. So they, not only do they need him, but it's just it's just a. Me- I think also I think he's been on the COVID list twice, two twice. separate. Yeah, two separate ones. Um. I mean, like, look, it, this is there's something going on with Isaiah Wilson. Uh, we we obviously don't know. I hope everything is good for him, but uh, just an absolutely lost year. And it looks like, like he, he was really young too. So yeah, I think he's still only 21. So hopefully this yeah. this this all fixes itself out. But um, good at pick. this point, at, at this point, he's not looking like he's gonna be in the league that long. No, that's a good pick because I honestly kind of forgot about him. Yeah, it sucks. Um. I'll go with another SEC guy. Uh, Chase on, who we haven't talked about in a while. His playing snap or his playing or snap percentage went up again this week against the Vikings. And he looked better, but comparing it to I, I guess what got in my head while watching this game um, was seeing how perfect Josh Uche looked for the Patriots. Yeah. And in theory, Chase on's that similar kind of off ball edge tweener. And, and similar skill set uh, uh, and build, and seeing just how ineffective he is for the most part for the Vikings, and seeing how effective Josh Uche was for the Patriots. Yeah. And, and part of it is the way he's being deployed, and part of it is the Jags suck. But uh, it just it it feels like it's gonna be tough. I mean, the hope they're gonna hire a new staff, but um, it, it's just once you kind of get that that busty stink on you. It's hard to get that off. Oh, that's a good point. And I mean, Cowboys fans have got to be happy that they landed with CD Lamb. I mean, they're happy when it happened, but Chase On was the other, the popular mock choice. And I mean, he's been anything but impressive. Um, you know what is impressive? Tell me, Rob. That's right, AJ. Manscaped. <laughs> and support for Seven Ounce in Heaven comes from Manscaped. Who's the best in men's below the belt grooming? The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year, Manscaped. The best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with the new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice. Tis the season to perform. You are in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. 
and makes for the perfect gift. Imagine opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you, with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included in this new package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Hair Ear Hair and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Look, guys, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs are a major turnoff. Why not use the best tools for the job here? And don't pull them out on your own or you will die. This bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this. The teens secretly buy this. And the women will love you for it. Why are the teens secretly buying it, AJ? It's a, it's a, it's actually a crime in a lot of countries. Tis the season of manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. Let's not forget their famous liquid formulation, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and, and, the Shed Travel Bag. That's right, two gifts. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. AJ, who's the weirdest person you could gift uh, the Manscaped performance package to? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say uh, your uncle. Oh, I was going to say your local bus driver. No, but they, they got to be well-groomed. They're sitting on their behind for, for 10 hours a day. Gets rank in there. That's horrible. Ugh. And... Head to bed online today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses because we've got college football, we've got college basketball, we've got the NBA coming up, the NFL is well underway. Uh, I don't really know other sports that people bet on because those are the four ones you should bet on. So go to bed online and bet on them using armchair as your promo code. Uh, Okay, quickly, AJ, because people like me have things to do. Uh, my needs to step it up is Jalen Rager. Part of this is because we saw what he can do. We saw that 34-yard completion once Jalen Hurts came in. Mm-hmm. And we saw that 73-yard punt return touchdown. We see how much speed and athleticism he can bring to the field. And they need him to step it up and do that on a down-to-down basis now that Jalen Hurts is in charge. The Jalen-Jalen connection needs to thrive. I agree. I had him. I had him here last week, and it's even maybe even more relevant now with uh, Jalen being in. Hell yeah! Who you got? Uh, I'm welcoming back to the need to step it up list. You, wait, I don't, you might have even had him here last week. Isaiah Simmons? Did you have Isaiah Simmons last week? I had him somewhere bad. I don't know if it was here. Okay, we might have just did a switch on on last week to this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. He 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 wasn't very good in coverage at all. He gave up a touchdown to Higby on a switch play. Speaking of switch, uh, at the goal line, which is you know a tough duty, but he was drafted to make those type of plays. 
So that's not a good look. And, like, Arizona's clearly now uh, outside the playoffs looking in on them. And while Simmons definitely obviously has turned it up big time, uh, they needed to continue. And this was a bit of a regression. And, like, last week, uh, Devondre Campbell played uh, way more than he did. Uh, so I don't I don't know what to make of this. Maybe, maybe he's more of a specialist. But, again, like, if he's not covering tight ends well um, – <laughs> What what do you got to really have him specialing in? He he did have a quarterback uh, hit or, or a hurry. I can't even remember now. But the, so the blitzing works, but they got to figure it out. Um, yeah, it, it it's only against Seattle where he thrives. <laughs> it's, it's true. They should have been a uh, they should have let San Fran play home games in Arizona, and Arizona should have came up to Seattle. Agreed. Uh, my not ready to play is also Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver. John Hightower just doesn't look like he knows what's going on when he's on the field. It's been like that all year. I know. It's bad. And that's also another reason Jalen Rager needs to step up because Alshon Jeffrey looks so old. <laughs> and uh, John Hightower looks like he just isn't going to last in the NFL. And Jalen Rager had the, has these little flashes every once in a while that gets you excited. But mm-hmm. I know Eagles fans are pissed because they took him ahead of Justin Jefferson. And Hightower had all that uh, training camp hype that, I mean, obviously he's played a lot, but he hasn't been good. And Daniel Jeremiah gave him a first-round grade or something. Yeah, I, for, I keep forgetting about that. Uh, hey, speaking of going too high, maybe, <laughs> I put Michael Jamudia, who – uh, he's been playing a lot this year, and I thought the the Broncos definitely did a good job against against Kansas City, but uh, I thought Ojemudia still struggled. He got beat a lot in coverage. Um, I think he credit for like seventy yards and a touchdown given up. Like he he made six tackles, but that's usually not a good sign for a corner. Like it usually means you're just getting beat and, and getting a guy to the ground. Um, and what Bassey got hurt now, so Ojemudia is gonna keep having to play a lot. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of young corners getting toasted this year. Yeah, it sucks. Best day three, best day three rookie. I just put a bunch of day three rookie wide receivers. You gonna rattle, I think, rattle the names off? Yeah, I will in a second. I think it emphasizes just how deep that that um, that sure. wide receiver class really was. For sure. And uh, so first of all, first of all, your boy Gabe Davis, sixty eight yards and a touchdown against yeah. the 49ers. Uh, Quintez Cephas, yeah, sixty-three yards and a touchdown against the Bears. He looked fantastic on that deep touchdown. I was too great low. throw from Matty Stafford. Uh, Darnell Mooney, forty-three yards in that same game against the Lions. I think he would be having such an incredible rookie season if he had a good quarterback. For I, sure, I, I think he's been he's been killed by bad quarterback play. And then a guy I, th- I think you mentioned him last week, uh, Colin Johnson. Yep, again. Yep. Uh, 66 yards against the Vikings. He just his ball skills and his catch radius really stood out, and he just gives DBs such a hard time because he's so freaking big. Can I add one more to the list? Yes, Donovan Peoples Jones, baby, who who did have a really bad drop early in the game, but made up for it with that big time 75 yard touchdown, which is sweet little double move. Like he was wide open, but it was still sweet. And then had another pretty good trunk grab. Uh, hey, they got a finally they threw the ball because the weather wasn't terrible. <laughs> And it worked big time, but uh, I'm, I'm. It's gonna be interesting to see how they keep uh, getting DPJ involved. Good, good return guy too. Love this wide receiver group. So much fun every yeah. week, every week for sure. Um, okay, my best, my best undrafted rookie. I'm taking a page of your book. Yeah, I didn't really have anybody outside of James Robinson, um, who it wasn't his best game against the Vikings, 
but he still topped 100 yards from scrimmage, had 108 and a touchdown. He just looked like he's got that anger in him the way he runs. He's got that natural tilt. His like his running form is perfection. Yeah. His legs never stop grinding. Um, he he's shown I think better burst in uh, in short area quickness than anybody was expecting. He's just gonna, he's gonna start in the NFL for a couple of years. Uh, definitely. Um, you know what? It's like we've had one super UDFA in James Robinson, and then it's felt like there's been not much else. Which I mean, it, it's it's not surprising because there's been there was no preseason this year, so it was a tough. Really tough year, but it definitely does feel like a bit of a slim year for UDFAs, and uh, it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> you know who made another play this week, though, Rob? Your 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 boy, Nico Lalos, who had a big fumble recovery against the Seahawks. Had a couple more tackles. I had slim pickings, but hey, he came up and made a big play. I told you, stud. He's could have walked on to Ohio State. He's a stud, baby. Um, okay, who, who, do you have any rookies who flash? I do, Rob. I got two. Um, firstly, uh, both in the NFC West, by the way, uh, Cam Akers, who finally got the lead role in the backfield. I, I guess he did last week too, but he, he looked good. Uh, 21 carries, 72 yards, and a touchdown plus a catch for 22 yards. The yards per carry wasn't that impressive, but, uh, I, I thought he looked way better than his, I mean, like, it's not a bad stat line, but way better than, um, that yards per carry number. Uh, and uh, twenty that twenty one carries is a bit surprising, and, and Darrell Henderson uh, had a big pop off run, so I don't think he's going to get that much of a workload going forward. But um, I'm glad he's got that uptick in uh, in, in in touches, and it's led to a, a production, baby. Um, I am going to give you both Vikings corners, Cam Dancer yeah. and Jeff Gladney. Yep. Uh, both looked quite good against the Jags. Um. Dantzler had a pick, a forced fumble, and he recovered the fumble. He's playing way better uh, than earlier in the year when he was oh, getting yeah. destroyed. And then Gladney is so feisty around the line of scrimmage. They blitzed him one time. You get a big hit on Mike Lennon. Um, he was flying around. Uh, both, I don't know, the Vikings have really figured it out the last couple weeks. Yeah. And I, I think both these guys look like uh, starters. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that Dantzler pick was awesome. Um, I'll go to the defensive side of the ball. I'll throw Jordan Brooks' name in here, who's like, <laughs> like he, he still looks like he shouldn't have been a first-round pick, but he's definitely flashing. He played the most he's played all year in, in this game against the Giants. Had 11 tackles, and it feels like every week the last, I don't know, three, four weeks, he keeps making like a nice, flashy play in coverage. Um, so he's like getting really close to getting an interception. I could feel it coming, but uh, it's 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 I it's, it's definitely promising that he isn't going to be an absolute uh, nothing, but still, still love the pick. Um, okay, Jonathan Taylor deserves some shine this week because of how tough we've been on him. Um, had definitely. a pretty easy touchdown catch where it was just the the Texans, no one was there. <laughs> uh, but even outside of that, especially late in the game, they kind of went to him as the closer in the run game. He kept ripping off chunk runs. He ended up with 125 yards from scrimmage. That explosiveness and power we we saw at Wisconsin, it showed up against Houston. Uh, I think this is a great sign for them. Yeah. Um, him and Naeem Hines look like they could be a really fun duo together. Yes. I mean, uh, and I'm, I'm, sorry, God. You mean what? You mean what? Uh, no, I just watching the highlights. It, he even his vision looked better, and it was like a lot of runs were like 
<laughs> every other week he'd just be running into the pile and falling. He was actually fi- figuring the hole out and breaking some chunk ones. Yeah, no, he like I, I'm. I'm wondering if he'll get a. His workload's been inconsistent the last couple of weeks because of his struggles, but I'm wondering if this now kind of ignites it. He ended up with 16 touches, pretty good number. He's um, uh, he, he once uh, playoff time comes around, it's Jonathan Taylor season, baby. I also put Lavisca Chanel, who had who looked really good early against the Vikings, and then the Jags kind of collapsed. But he was getting a lot of touches early. I think they all came in the first half. 68 yards on five touches, two touchdowns. Caught one on a crazy deflection. <laughs> yeah. That, like, the re- the replay, like, they barely even showed it right. I know. I didn't know. I had to watch it, like, seven times over because I didn't understand what happened. Uh, and he ran for a touchdown. Uh, they're using him. Jay Gruden's done a really good job using him as a chess piece rather than just sticking him at wide receiver. Like, for they sure. want him in the backfield consistently. He looks like a, a hit for whoever's running the show next year. I'm hoping it's Justin Fields with a good offensive mind. And I put Raekwon Davis, who against the Bengals looked really good once again against the Rump. I love LaVisca Chanel, and it's like, <clears throat> first of all, like you said, they're doing such a good job using him creatively. And, like, I, I think Jay Gruden's done a low-key good job, or at least he's done a fun job this year. Um, and just watching Chanel, like, every time he touches the ball, it takes multiple guys to get him on the ground. Yeah, he no, he's been he's been fantastic. Um, I, I think between him, Colin Johnson, um, and uh, DJ Chark, yeah, he's pretty interesting group for yeah. Justin Fields to come in. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they used an early pick on another wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, if they do, then that's going to be a, a loaded group. I mean, Chanel's definitely the gadget guy. Colin Johnson's your red zone, but now he, he's even becoming more than that. And uh, DJ Shark's like like a perfect wide receiver too. So, um, or, or like a like a really AJ. good wide receiver too. AJ, yes sir. What if they keep What if they keep Kyle Pitts in state? Oh fuck! That'd I don't be know a lot how they'll do it. They'll, they'll have to trade up with that second first round pick. But that'll be a lot. Just an of idea. Fun, just a thought. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, who Who's your out of nowhere, Rick? I'm going with two, and they're both seventh round picks for the New York Giants, baby. And they got the UDFA of the week too. Um. Take Crowder and your son, Carter Coughlin, who I thought both had impressive performances. Uh, Crowder coming off injury for, I think he's been back, what, two weeks now? Um, seven tackles, a sack, a TFL. They, they found something in Take Crowder. I don't know if he's going to be like a, a long-term starter, but, hey, for Mr. Irrelevant, he has been anything but for the Giants. And your, your boy here, Carter Coughlin, I thought he looked good, man. He had three tackles, a QB hit on Russell Wilson. Uh, I don't know if he got credit for it, but he definitely had a few more pressures. And he was just like, he was doing a really good job of just not letting Wilson break the pocket. And it felt like that was just kind of his role in, in the game. And uh, every time Wilson was kind of getting out, Coughlin was in his face. Um, the, the Giants defense did an amazing job on that shitty Seahawks offense. But uh, definitely, definitely impressive performances from both of them. I'm going with our son, Lynn Bowden. Because I didn't think he would be anything this year once the Raiders <laughs> traded him. But uh, the Dolphins used him. He ended up with five touches, 52 yards. And they, uh, I think that maybe he, his touches continue to go up. Maybe they cook up a little um, satellite back slot receiver role for uh, my king. And uh, who knows? Well, they definitely have a type because uh, they were using Malcolm Perry, who was out this week. And now we got Wally pipped by Lynn Bowden. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, finally, before we get out of here so we can watch the end of the sweet basketball game, um, who's your start the rook? 
this one is a bit of a, a deeper cut because I mean Arizona's offensive line has been like really pretty solid this year, but uh, I like to see them let Josh Jones get some work in there down the stretch. I know Beecham's been good at right tackle, but you draft him in the third round, and I mean I think he was he could have been drafted even higher. Uh, so just like I just want to see him get some get some playing time and work him in a bit. I'm in the same boat going with my guy Jonathan Grenard. He like <laughs> again, yeah. <laughs> he 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 he, pop, he popped in a bit against the Colts, but not really. Yeah. I just, like your season's over. Find out if this dude you took in the third round is actually a dude. Hundred percent agree. Um. Anyway, we're really in it now, AJ. Hopefully Jalen Hurts is good and we enjoy next episode.